a good day for singing a song and it's a good day for moving along yes it's a good day how could anything be wrong a good day from morning to night Always be positive, always be positive, always be positive. Remember, radio station host is supposed to always be positive and make everybody feel happy. Okay. <clears throat> well, good morning, Grand Valley, and welcome to another edition of the Watchdog Morning Show. It's kicking off a brand new week here of our swinging soiree. The big gig is underway. It is 7.09, nine minutes after the hour. We're glad you're along with us for the conversational ride. On that side of the glass, Bob Slider over here. I'm Howard Monroe, and you know who you are. At least we trust that you do. If you'd like to join us, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. It is the Frio Stack auction service text line. Feel free to use it now or whenever the mood strikes you throughout the morning. 304-232-8255 is the Frio Stack auction service phone line. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. We had a good number of calls last week. Picking up on the calls. We like that. Glad to have you uh, you know, use the uh, telephone as well. We don't always have room for you, and we hope you understand that. But when we do... We certainly appreciate uh, your your phone calls. Good morning, Mr. Slider. Good morning, Mr. Monroe. <laughs> What's wrong? Well, I'm thinking... Rhythm, Howard. You need a little rhythm. I'm thinking, in my world, when you're done working, you clean your workspace. Ah. Dirty laundry time. It's dirty laundry time. It's a Monday morning, and I'm, I, there are there are newspapers from multiple days ago all ripped up and shredded apart. You sure didn't leave those Friday morning? Yeah, I didn't leave. I don't you and McCabe were in there when I left. You we sure you guys have, didn't? We don't have newspapers. We, it's all in our ah. head. It's all in our head. Ah. Uh, got the, got the people scribbling notes, and the notes are sitting around here. Uh, flyers of every single kind sitting around here. Uh, I, <clears throat> Again, supposed to be happy, supposed to keep people in a good mood. So, but just it just frustrates me. Can't people clean up the clean up after themselves? One of the many signs that we need in your studio is that exactly. You know, when you're done with your show, look around. Did you leave anything? Clean up. Yes, you don't want your uh, your colleagues to have to clean that up. You know, I don't. I just opened my bottle of S. Pellegrino water. I don't leave my F.E.S. Pellegrino water no. hanging around. And even when we make a mess eating, we're not supposed we to eat. We don't do that. We, we don't quit. do Remember, we got to blame, we blame other Thursdays. people. Other Thursdays, people they do that. <laughs> but we try to clean up. So, anyways, I don't want to start off on a grumpy note. I think you I already just, did, Howard. I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I come in on a brand new week, and I want to sit down and get started in a good way and start things off. And just a mess in here. Just an absolute mess. Hi, guys. <laughs> And it is freezing outside. No, it's not. Freezing would be an upgrade. It is cold outside. 23 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 20 degrees at the Highlands. 16 degrees in my backyard in Elm Grove. And 15 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Yeah, uh, I think we jinxed ourselves. I don't think we're going to get anywhere close to 80 this this February. Somebody find that rodent and shoot him. Punk's Donny Phil. Well, he didn't exactly say it wasn't going to be cold anymore. He just said it was going to be, what, less than six weeks? Uh, I guess so. I guess. So don't kill him yet. He said we won't have six more weeks of winter. Well, we certainly have had, what, two and a half, something like that. It's cold. I mean, it's it's just going right through me, Howard. If you are up and about and you have not yet gotten into your car, your truck, your Jeep, whatever, um, you're going to have to scrape this. It's cold. It's it's a scraping morning. I mean, there's frost on the windshield for sure. How was your weekend? I, this was a, the, one of the most wasted weekends I've had in a long time. Just absolutely did nothing. Zero, zitch, zilp, nail. Yeah, and John McCabe will get a big kick out of this. I'm going to blame it on the weather. I mean, <laughs> I am ready for spring, and I've told myself I'm just not going to fight it. You know, I've been battling this this damn loose wire in in, in, in the car, Jeep, the bleep blower. Yeah. So imagine driving in at 15, Howard. You have I I've already had to scrape the windshield. And I have no no heat. So and it's 15 degrees outside, cold. so it's going to be 15 degrees inside. So I, f- the minute I leave my house, I'm cold, okay? And then the minute I walk in the studio, I'm cold. <laughs> the minute I go to, to go to leave, I'm cold. So let me ask you this. I, are you cold? I'm just sick of being cold. Yes, <laughs> I'm being cold. And I told myself, you know what? I'm not going to fight it. I, can, I, I see the calendar. I know we're in the middle of winter still. But I'm 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 not going to do anything unless it's warm. But I had to shovel snow this weekend. I mean, it snowed. I I I'd say what four inches in Elm Grove. Did you see that much? I didn't see that much. I got 
Yeah, maybe just right over top of my house. Maybe I mean, I was. stuck the shovel when I went out early in the morning, but yeah, we my uh, maybe three, but three three to four inches. My problem was I, we didn't have enough snow. It was it was just enough to be glucky, and not Teddy couldn't go out. There was no snow making snow, no snowball. Yeah, making. it was a real fine you know. frozen snow. So it was it was not enough of a snowy snow day to go out and have a snow day. It was just it just blech. Nancy and I, I literally slept and I just did nothing. Just nothing. Nothing. See, I'm telling I, you, I did nothing this weekend. I think you've got the springtime blues also, Howard. You're wait, waiting and waiting, like looking out the window, and it doesn't look like spring. We did not leave the house at all. What did we do to eat? Oh, Nancy made, oh, she actually made a nice dinner on the Saturday night. Uh, beef tips and noodles. They were pretty good. Oh, man, I love that. She, uh, you know, she, she made it from scratch. I mean, it was really very Ooh, good. Oh, man, say. I really love that. It was really good. Uh, but uh, but we didn't leave the house until yesterday. After t- I had church, to, I had preaching to do. So afterwards, we went to um, went to uh, breakfast at Perkins. And um, on the way out the door, my wife said, "Bob, does my hair look too bad to you?" I mean, I, you know, no, just, you got it matted down pretty good, Howard. <laughs> so my wife is, as she frequently does, she's she's giving me a lecture about you know your hair. My God, you get, you got to get a haircut. Please at least comb it better. You look like a wild man. I've never seen your hair. Yeah, that what's long. up with that, Howard? I said, well, wait a minute. I said, first of all, you've seen it that long. I my hair was much longer in the seventies. Yeah, it was a hippie, and I enjoyed the seventies. So yeah. you know, so she's just giving me the lecture about that, right? Just give me the lecture. We go to Perkins, get ready to sit down, and who stands up to greet me? Congressman Dave McKinley. Wow. And you know the first thing, the very he said, "Hey, how are you?" Shook my hand. The first thing he said was, "Howard, you need a haircut." What's wrong with your hair? <laughs> Did your barber die, Howard? It's <laughs> the first thing he said to me. What's wrong with your hair? So my wife is chuckling in the background because uh, even Dave McKinley told me that. Well, you know, looking at you. I- what what jumped out at me more, maybe because you did comb your hair pretty good there this morning, your beard is, you, you need a trim, He's getting a little ragged. Yeah, yeah I, know, just, I know, I know. I believe I missed my last scheduled appointment. Now I'd say, yes, you did. <laughs> Nancy's right again. But, you know, nothing irritates me more than my wife to be proven right. I think your long hair irritates her, Howard. Because you know, my argument is nobody cares about, nobody notices my hair. And I swear to God, the very first words out of Dave McKinley's mouth were, What's wrong with your hair? You ought to wear your beret then. Just oh, slap that beret idea. right on there, Howard. <laughs> that will fix the problem, I guess. <laughs> 7 16, 16 after the hour here. It's the Watchdog Morning Show. Let's see what we have here off the Frio Stack auction service text line. Oh, referencing the studio being a mess. Well, now you know how Nancy feels. That's a good point. I'm sure you never make or leave messes at your castle, do you? Yeah, well, all right, there's some validity to the uh, t- the texter's uh, point of view. Frio Stack Auction Service text line, Howard, you do know freezing is 32 degrees or colder. Yeah? I remember that. I thought, yes. And it's colder. <laughs> so it's free. When I say it's freezing, it's colder. It's 23, the highest place we have, 23 degrees. It is going to be partly to mostly cloudy throughout the day. High of 45, so it'll go up a little bit. That's not too bad. Um, tomorrow tomorrow up to around 50, and end of the week we'll be going into the 50s. So it is going to warm up, Bob, so maybe you'll have your— Man, I can't wait. —have the uh, the week that you're looking for. What are we doing today? What are we talking about? Senator, Man- Senator Manchin was scheduled to be here on Friday, and I, he canceled out again on Thursday night. Now I, we know. And I, you know, now we know, because Friday Senator Manchin announced he is not going to run for president. We'll be talking about that a bit coming up a little later. Is he on joining us today? Uh, I do not know. The last I heard, but there is no date, no time. The last I heard when the, when Man- Mansion's Friday interview was canceled was, "Can we do it on Monday?" Well, it's Monday, and my answer was certainly we could do it on Monday. And Tuesday's available too. You know, I gave him the dates and possible times, but I have not heard back. So, kind of guessing no, but I don't know. I'm not sure. And it kind of sounds like the cat's already out of the bag, Howard. Well, you know, I actually hadn't planned. I think I told you. I had planned to like make it almost a joke. Senator, I'm going to ask you real quick, and let's get some. Senator, are, are you running for president? Because I know you're going to tell me I haven't made up my mind yet, and you know I'm. T- he might have said no, Howard. Now that you <laughs> mentioned it, the answer is no. So, uh, Steve Adams, the witness from the Ogden newspaper chain, we'll talk about that and some other statewide stuff. Donald Trump has to pay a huge fine, three hundred fifty-five million dollars, to the state of New York, and he loses the right to do business in New York. 
I think this has to hurt him more than being impeached as president. Did you read the quote by his uh, former attorney? Uh, I'm not sure. He said he doesn't have the money. He oh, said I'm, he does not have the money to pay it. Where'd you heard that before, wait, 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 Chief executive owes $300 million and doesn't have the money to pay it. Donald Trump, but there's somebody, somebody else. On, a little closer to home. Somebody else. On, oh, yeah, Governor Justice. Sa Governor, same thing. Governor Justice. Same story. But don't worry, because yesterday Trump began selling golden sneakers. Good luck with that. We'll talk about that coming up later on as well. Uh, Dr. Linda Salvin bills herself as a psychic. She will share predictions for the year. I was told that she would be perfectly willing to read my future. I told the person who scheduled this, I don't want her to read my future. I don't, I don't want her to read my future. What I do want to talk about is, and Bob, you and I have discussed this not too long ago. Dr. Salvin has gone through near-death experience where she has died and been brought back. Yeah. And we talked about that. I'm curious about... And she's obviously people do that. I mean, that's happened in many cases. I was on a kick where YouTube has multiple where people say, look, we have nothing to worry about. Trust me on this. I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I was the there side and they good. sent me back. The other side is good. Yeah, yeah it's all good. Don't so worry. We'll talk with Dr. Salvin. And yes, if you wanted to do a prediction for you, we'll do psychic predictions. I haven't done this in 30 years, but. I really am most interested in talking to her about her near-death experiences. I'm really intrigued by that stuff. What are you going to do if she says, uh, I see trouble her, trouble with your pacemaker, I'm, Mr. Monroe? I'm telling her, do not, do not look into my – don't look at me. You read Slider. You tell no, her, no, no, no. She's going to tell me I'm going to get a pacemaker. <laughs> so that's coming up this morning. And it's President's Day, so coming up in a minute, i got a bunch of President's Day stuff. Bob and I may kick a few things around on President's Day. It's technically Washington's birthday. But at some point, we decided we'd just roll them all together and make it President's Day. So it is President's Day today. We'll talk about all of that coming up here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. So 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600 if you want to text in. Uh, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Joe Manchin is toast. Bye-bye, Joe. I don't know what he'd be toast for. He's not. He's literally... It's what I like to ask him. What do you do now? Well, you know me, Howard. I always try to look at what we're not seeing yet. Any chance that him and Biden made buddies and Biden said, Joe, you're with me on the ticket? I think that I think the answer to that is no. But I think you, you're close to what I'm thinking. He said, I am not running for president. What about vice president? What about the third party ticket they're talking about? But instead of Manchin, ah. you know, Romney's name was mentioned last week, for example, with with uh, Manchin. What instead of Manchin Romney, it was Romney Manchin. We'll ask him today. I don't think or tomorrow yeah, or what, maybe Wednesday. Whatever. <laughs> at some point. By the way, I am not criticizing the senator. I know that uh, we had him scheduled for what Tuesday, I think, of last week, and I do know that he had some things that got, came up on Capitol Hill. I understand that, and I guess. He, he didn't make the announcement in a media forum. He made the announcement Friday at a WVU event he was speaking at. Uh, it may have been that he just, he may have decided on Thursday night, yeah, I think I'll tell him tomorrow, and therefore decided not to do this. I don't know. I'm not – I'm making – I'm going to joke about it. I'm not making – I have no problem with Senator Manchin. He, you know, he's busy canceling out. That's That's perfectly okay. Let me see. What else do I have here? He's not scheduled for the Pine Room Boys, is he? Oh, you know. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have here? Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Gerald Ford's birth name. Likes well, to know that. I don't know what I'm. I I I don't know it. I mean, I did. I'm. Mean, it's in my head somewhere. I don't know. Plus, I have no idea why the person's asking the question or what the person's what the point is. Well, maybe he's his. You ask who's your favorite president. Maybe the answer is <laughs> Ford, and he wants to go way back to his birth name. Howard. That could be. Frio Stack, Auction Service Tax Line. Uh, Joe is the next president of WVU. Well, he had said he has no interest in that. I really, I am curious. What does he do now? I mean, he he chose not to run for re-election. Okay, I kind of get that. I thought he was going to really seriously consider this presidential thing. Is he out of politics completely now? He had said he didn't. He had, he had given a firm, told Hoppy Kirchhoff, a firm, unequivocal, no, I have no interest in the presidency of WVU. But I don't know. What's he do now? 
I, I don't have any. I have, I have no speculation on that. I don't even know. So you don't think there's a chance that him and Biden make nice? And I don't. I don't. I mean, it's there's a chance of anything. Believe me, there's a chance of anything happening. But I, I don't think so. Um, and you know what they say, Howard? Your heart beat away in his <laughs> in that case. Pretty good odds. So yeah, I, I would consider that. Well, Stephen Adams coming by later on. Stephen has a much better sense of some of this stuff maybe than I do or that we do. So we'll see what he has to say coming up a little bit later on. All right, uh, running behind time already. Seven twenty-three, twenty-three after the hour here on President's Day. We'll do a little presidential talking. No, not Biden and Trump, but presidents throughout history. Do you have a favorite? Pre- I want to ask you. I want you to tell me later. But do you have a favorite president? I jotted down three. That yes. Okay. I have a list of the uh, top twenty-five U.S. presidents according to historians, um, and I have my own thoughts on it. And we'll take your text if you'd like to. Who's your favorite U.S. president of all time? And uh, we'll get into that coming up on President's Day here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We're at 724. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be one of the first people in my family to go to college. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I could still hold while I served part-time. That job, along with the benefits I got through the West Virginia Army National Guard, helped me buy my first home. I also know that I'll be one of the first to respond if the Ohio Valley ever needs me during a natural disaster. I'm Sergeant Andrea Gump, and if you'd like to join my team, visit www.nationalguard.com WV for more information, or check out our Instagram or Facebook at WeGuardWestVirginia. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay, and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees? That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family. Or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. You don't uh, t- to spill those cups and uh, oh, yeah. stuff in there, Howard. Well, you know what? If I make a mess in here, it's Donnie's fault. Seven twenty-seven, twenty-seven after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is cold this morning. If you have not gone out, gotten out, checked out, it's twenty-three degrees. That's the highest we've got at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. Sixteen degrees in Elm Grove. That's the lowest we've got, and we've hit a couple of points in between. We are going up into the mid-forties today, but right now it is really cold. And if you haven't scraped the windows yet, you're probably going to have to do that. So be aware of that. It is President's Day, and I have a list here of uh, what historians and biographers have considered to be the top. I have 25. I'm not top 50, but the top 25 U.S. presidents. They did this on sort of a, you know, I mean, they, they it was, it was a, I don't know if scientific is the right word, but they looked at 10 qualities of presidential leadership 
um, and then came up with the list of the best presidents of, of all time. I'll get to the, that list in a minute or so. What do we as Americans look for in a president? What do you look for in a president? I look for tough times. You know, uh, your four years are tough. You have to make decisions <laughs> that maybe no other president has had to make. Uh, that, that's what stands out most for me, Howard. And, and, of course, you want results, too, you know. Right. The uh, Mount Vernon, George Washington's Mount Vernon uh, company, it's, I, that's not the right, not right word, but they, they did a conducted a poll asking Americans what qualities they want in a president. Number one was <laughs> a president who is honest and exhibits ethical leadership and sets a standard for other politicians. Well, it's been a while. Okay. Uh, 84%, pretty close, want a president who promotes national unity and tries to address the divisions in today's society. Again, it's I don't know that it's been a while, but we certainly don't have that at the moment. Right now, we are a divided society. 82%, man, I'm in, all of these I agree with, but this one I really, 82% want a president who respects the Constitution. Yeah, it doesn't get indicted. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty that's, important. That's good, you know, you do actually swear on the Bible that uh, you will uphold the laws of the Constitution of the United States, right? And so, yeah, I think respect for the Constitution, fairly important. 79% want a president against partisanship. Someone who's willing to work across the aisle to achieve the best outcomes for the nation. 79% want a president who emphasizes the importance of balancing federal and state powers to address national issues effectively. That's a big deal these days. And uh, 77% want a a president who advocates for a cautious and independent approach to international relations. That's what uh, we are looking at here. Now, uh, I have the top top 25 uh, presidents ranked by biographers and historians, but uh, Mr. Slider, who who are your favorite? There are two separate questions here, so I'm not sure how you want to approach this. Who are your favorite presidents? Who do you think were the best presidents? They may not necessarily be the same. Those things may not be the same. Well, I think they're my favorites because I do appreciate uh, what they were faced with and and how they handled it. I, I think just about every scholar that, that looks at the best president has to consider, if not pick, pick uh, Abraham Lincoln. I mean, uh, you had you had war in your streets. You had brother and neighbors fighting each other. It was just a terrible, terrible time. And somehow he was able to get reelected, and somehow he was able to see it come to an end. And to me, that how do, how do you beat that? I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm my, it's my personal favorite. It is, in my mind, the, probably the greatest president we had. And the historians and biographers agree they with agree. those. I mean, what he was faced with. And, and that's why I know number two on my list, I don't think he's going to be on Howard's list. But I was really, really proud of uh, George W. Bush, the way he handled it, the way he was kind of ambushed with that, cameras everywhere. And again, he it took something like that, and I think it took his leadership also to bring the country together and say, okay, we, we took a big blow here, but we're going to fight because we're mad as hell. And, and I will always appreciate that. George W. Bush came in number 21 in the list of historians and biographers. I would not put him on my list of one of the greatest, but I also would 100% agree that he was did a tremendous job of holding the holding's not right, pulling the nation together uh, after 9/11, giving us a real a sense of purpose, calming some of the concerns calm, that people. Calm. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, and I've you know, you, you, many of you have been with me long enough will know prior to that date. I always called him the shrub because I said the country's being run by, run by Dick Cheney and the shrub. Cheney was running things. The shrub, little, the little bush was. And after 9-11, I, that in my mind changed completely. He became he became president. Again, I'm not going to put him as one of my favorite, but I think your points are very well made. And I got him there, and I can still see Kathy Fortunato hanging the W in your window. That that, <laughs> that pissed you off. So, yeah, George, George W. Bush. But number one on my list, and it was before my time, but I admire the man so much, the decisions he made and, and the way he handled himself. And then after he was president, and I know I'm not talking about Jimmy Carter because I think he was a horrible president. He was terrible president. But I'm going with Harry S. Truman. And okay. I, I just think the man was amazing. This guy had no idea that he was going to be president, didn't want to be president, but it all fell in his lap. And then he had to make a tremendous decision 
on the nuclear bomb, right. and uh, he made it, and he had to live with it. He said that's that's the way it's going to be, and just the way he handled himself, Howard. Harry S. Truman is my favorite. In the uh, uh, list of presidents from the historians and biographers, Harry S. Truman comes in at number six. He's in, certainly in the top ten, I, and I, I would put him there as, as, as well. Um, you know, number in this in this list, number one is Abe Lincoln. I think that's a everybody agrees with that. Number two is George Washington, and I get that. Although sometimes I think he gets on there just because, well, he was the father of the country, and you know, I mean, he certainly the the he he led the country as revolutionary leader, and he was our first president. That was important, and he did set the standard for us not being a monarchy. I mean, he. The Constitution said it, but Washington was the one who said no. He's the one who said, "I'm I'm not going to run again." They said, "Well, I'll keep on running for more." No, he said, "I'm I'm I'm leaving office. It's not what we're here supposed to do." So, I, but I don't know that I would put him as as one of my favorite. FDR comes in at number three, and I think I would agree with FDR. Um, so here the here are the uh, top, and then uh, it's purely personal, purely personal, uh, and it, and it goes to the folks that I have lived through probably more than anything else. Um, JFK. I put JFK up there. Um, and uh, as much as I love Bill Clinton, and I think he was a, a, I do think he was a good president, I don't put him there. I put Barack Obama as a, a Barack Obama as a game-changing president, though. He really brought a lot of hope to a lot of people who didn't have hope when he became president. So those are some of my favorites. But here are the top, let's just look at the top ten real quick from the historian's point of view. Number one, Abraham Lincoln, again, um, who can argue with that? Number two, George Washington. It's kind of almost de rigueur. Yeah, if you're going to do a list of the top presidents, George Washington is going to be there. And I think he deserves to be up there. FDR comes in at number three. Teddy Roosevelt, number four. Tell me if you disagree. Boy. Yeah. Um, Dwight D. Eisenhower, number five. Um, I like Ike, as the slogan went back in the day. And we, I grew up in. Do you and we, remember him? I do. I do remember him, yes. And I used to go to Gettysburg all the time, so we go to his. He has his farm up there, and I, you know, therefore there's a lot of history about him up there, and so on. I think he was again a very good unifying president. He he called the he kind of calmed the country down. It was a period of great prosperity. Don't know if I call him one of the greatest of all time, but he comes in at number five. Harry S. Truman, number six. Thomas Jefferson, uh, number seven. I, I, Thomas Jefferson gets all the points in the world for me for writing the Constitution, or the Declaration. But I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I've put him, his presidency is that well, high. pretty unique. I mean, he had a lot of trouble. His, then again, his vice president drilled uh, Hamilton. <laughs> right. that, that, that didn't, uh, that, that caused him a few problems. So, yeah, I, I can see where he's up there. JFK comes in at number eight. Uh, Ronald Reagan, number nine. There you go. You, you hated to even say that out loud, didn't I, I you? Don't even, I don't, I'm not going to even repeat it again. <laughs> <laughs> and number 10, Barack Obama. Those are the uh, – your good friend LBJ comes in at number 11, in case oh you're boy. curious. Yeah. Let's see. Skimming down real quick. Woodrow Wilson, 13. Uh, John Quincy Adams in at 17. Uh, what else have I got here? Clinton comes in at 19. 19 on the list. U.S. US Grant, 20. George H. W. Bush at twenty-one, uh, Grover Cleveland twenty-five. Those are the top twenty-five. So uh, I don't know. How about you all? Three zero four two one four sixteen hundred. Three zero four two one four sixteen hundred. Who are your favorite presidents? Who do you personally like as president throughout history? And number two, who do you think was the best of all the or were the best presidents? Two or three of them, if you'd like to. Uh, text me, call me, we'll talk about it. It's 737, 23 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. President's Day edition of the program as we head over to the news desk of WTRF-TV. And um, Rebecca Little working this morning. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Little with your 7 News headlines for this Monday, February 19th. If you're waiting for mail or packages today, you might need to hold on for an extra day. The USPS is taking a break for President's Day. No mail delivery, caller service or post office box service for you. But don't worry, everything will be back to normal tomorrow. And on the bright side, UPS and FedEx are still up and running. UPS is open and shipping as usual and FedEx is open too, although FedEx Express and ground economy services are a bit different for the day.
And 7 News is your local election headquarters. Ohio's primary elections are just around the corner on March 19th. If you need to register or update your information, make sure to do it by tomorrow. Early voting starts the very next day on February 21st. If you're thinking about an absentee ballot, you can request one until March the 12th. And looking across the mountain state, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin has officially announced that he won't be making a third party run for the presidency. Speaking at WVU, he made it clear that his focus is on supporting a president who can unite the country. His decision has caught the attention of many, as some believed a Manchin run could have impacted President Biden's vote count. Manchin has 10 months left in his U.S. Senate term, having decided not to seek re-election to that post. And if you're driving through Brook County on Beals Ridge in Bethany, crews will be doing some tree trimming work from Wednesday through Friday, March 29th. The work hours are from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and during this time, one lane will be closed. There will be flaggers on site to help manage the traffic, but it's a good idea to slow down and be prepared for some delays. And remember, the schedule might change if the weather turns bad or if there are other unexpected events. That was a look at your 7 News headlines. I'm Rebecca Little. Have a marvelous Monday, Ohio Valley. Save big money on your next painting project now at Menards. Style your home with Pittsburgh Paints and Stains Ultra Interior Paint and Primer. It provides good coverage and a durable, washable finish that's easy to clean. It's perfect for any interior project. Get a gallon of Ultra Interior Paint starting at $9.97 after $10 rebate. Good through February 21st. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. My name is Mike Campsey. I am an interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're gonna get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we, we're here 24 seven. We're available to see somebody. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Walk right in, set right down, daddy let your mind roll on. to the hour here watchdog morning show let's uh, walk right in with adam fike from the big seven wtrf tv's morning meteorologist good morning adam howard i'm always impressed with your transition <laughs> <laughs> i i do i do my best it's years of experience trying to find a way to tie two things together that have no bearing on each other whatsoever adam once again you know i i, I said i want to go out and find that rodent and shoot it um you know, it, I, I thought Punk's Tony Phil told us we were done with winter. Since spring's just around the corner, so it could be, it could be a week, it could be a couple of days. You never know. It's twenty-five, to twenty-three degrees at the airport, and that's the warmest I have around the Upper Ohio Valley in my backyard in Elm Grove with the weather station I have out there. Sixteen degrees. It's frigid outside. Certainly, it doesn't look like we're going to hit eighty this February, Adam. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, it doesn't look like it's going to be as warm as last February. But, hey, it's still spring is technically still 40s and 50s. So, Well, we are in a cold day today. Going to warm up a little bit today, but then warming up a bit more as the week goes on, right? Yep, we slowly warm up through the rest of the week. But that's just thanks to a warm front that pushes through Wednesday into Thursday. So, I mean, the good news, though, well, yes, it is cold this morning. It's going to be cold tomorrow morning as well. We at least see sunshine today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Okay. And we're in the 50s, both tomorrow and Wednesday. That sounds good. Uh, there's a little bit of rain coming in midweek, I think I saw in your forecast. Rain comes in towards the end of the week, so it's more so going to be late morning Thursday through the evening and then through Friday morning. 
but then temperatures drop back to the 40s and 30s. So really a couple of good days. I mean, again, cold mornings, and it's just absolutely frigid out there. I'm just chilled to the bones this morning. but And I had to scrape the windows and all that kind of good stuff. But uh, when the, it'll warm up to an okay day today and a couple of very nice days. Uh, I guess sort of mixture of clouds and sun over the next couple of days. Tomorrow's going to be mainly clear. Any clouds you see is not till the end of the day, and Wednesday's just those like really high, thin white clouds. So you still see sunshine, but there's going to be more so sun than clouds. Did you uh, did you stay up Friday night and watch it snow, Adam? I did. I just wanted to make sure that I was correct. That <laughs> a boy. <laughs> you know, I, I did. I, I actually I watched the cam- when I was laying in bed and watching the cameras overnight, <laughs> watching the snow come down pretty heavy, but. Um, I don't think we, at least in my neighborhood, I don't think we got as much snow as I wanted to. Wanted to. If we were going to have snow, I wanted enough to go out and sled ride and take my grandson out. And we didn't, we didn't really get that much. I mean, we got it. it the ground was covered, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't enough for sled riding or snowman making. Hey, I've gone sledding when there's only inch of snow, so okay. you can use anything. <laughs> well, that's true. You're, you're right about that. So, um, And do we have any snow coming up? The only chance is Saturday morning, and that's just going to be those lake effect snow showers. So not everyone sees them, and if you see them, you're not going to see much of any accumulation. But in terms of snow, like what we just saw or more, not looking likely anytime soon. So really, this is going to be a um, average, not the right word I'm looking for, uh, seasonal week this week, I guess, yeah? A little more above seasonal. That's what I'm saying it's going to be more spring than winter this week. Okay. Because well, if it was winter, it would be 30s and 40s all week with Flurries are a chance at that, but we're going to be in the 50s with rain chances. So I would say more so spring-like, but it's not the spring-like what we thought of last year. I got you. I got you. 23 right now, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 20 at the Highlands. Uh, 16 in Elm Grove in my backyard. And 15. Still 15 here, Bob? It is. No, no, no. We're shooting up. It's 21 degrees. Wow, we're jumping back. Holy (laughs) mackerel. All right, let me correct that on my notes here. 21 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Hey, Adam, today is President's Day. What's the first president you you remember? You're a youngster, so you don't remember nearly as many as Bob or I. What's the first president you remember? I don't really remember Bush, but I remember when, I think I was in third grade. We we did a mock uh, voting for, who was it? who ran against Obama, McCain. It was, I, the first one I really remember is Obama, but that was only because we did a mock okay. uh, election right. in All school. Right. Bob, who's the first president you remember? I mentioned, I remember Dwight Eisenhower. Nixon. Nixon? Yeah. Well, him being elected, I remember that election, uh, him running against Wallace and Humphrey. That's, that's the first one I remember. Nixon was the first election I was able to, I was of age to vote in. And as people who have listened to me for the 50 years I've been on the air know, wildly left-wing liberal Democrat that I am, I voted for Nixon because I thought George McGovern, as much as I agree with his policies, I didn't think he could, I don't think he could run the country. So I believe it or not, I voted for Nixon. Blame me for the crook in office that time. Um, all right. Adam, good talking to you, my friend. Um, have yourself a great day and we will chat again tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. 7.46, 14 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Don't really want to talk about presidents with him because he's too young to remember too many of them. Obama, that, that, that is uh, sad, Howard. But, you know, I remember LBJ a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, I, but I remember the election. I think I was six years old in 68, so I remember the uh, – I remember it. And uh, it, it was – I don't think it actually was close as uh, it, it come it down wasn't. to, but no. I remember, you know, you had three three candidates. You would hear Wallace almost just as much as you would hear Nixon or Humphrey. And Wallace made big inroads in, in that election. Um, I remember the presidency of Dwight Eisenhower. I was alive, and I can remember it. I can remember the election of 60, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, we had a little split in our family. Part of the family were Catholics and part were not, and there was a— so there's an intense watching of that because that was a part of the big deal in West Virginia in particular. That's why I came to West Virginia. Could a Catholic win in West Virginia? And so I remember sitting in my Aunt Hannah's bedroom up at, or not bedroom, but living room up at, uh, up in Oakmont and watching the 60 election results come in. I was like a little kid. I mean, I would have been 
60, I've been seven, I guess. But I, I remember that. And then, uh, of course, LBJ. By that time, I was, hey, 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 LBJ, how many kids did you kill today? You know, so the Vietnam War and all that sort of stuff. And Nixon was my first vote, first vote. Because by the time Nixon, one of the first radio shows I ever did was, should the 18-year-old be allowed to have the vote? Because it was not until then that the 18-year-olds could vote. And when I did, I voted for Nixon. God help me. What? <laughs> I was young. I was stupid. No, I still probably would have done that. Uh, a dozen before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Got a couple of presidential trivia questions. I think, Slider, you could answer all of these. But I'll throw some of them out in a minute or two and see what you have to think about them. Uh, I'd like to hear from the rest of you at 304-214-1600. Who are your favorite presidents? And who do you think were the best presidents? Those are two separate questions. Who do you like the most as president? whether the presidents that you have been alive under or whether they're just presidents throughout history. And who do you think were the very best? Text me, call me. We have some room. After the top of the hour, we have room for phone calls, too, at 304-232-8255. So sometimes people say, I don't know when to call. We'll have some time in the 8 o'clock hour to take your phone calls if you want to use them. It's 10 before the hour right now. Bob Slider will have sports coming up. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at the Mountaineers basketball game with Kansas State in Morgantown. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire drops by. We'll take a look at the biggest stories in technology over the last seven days. And Tom Bragg joins me in studio at 5 o'clock to talk about the Marshall Thundering Herd and more. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt, and our question of the Metro day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Sports Map Radio is on all night long. Tune in to get up to the minute sports coverage on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We are the Watchdog. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. to the hour watchdog morning show cold morning the uh, warmest we've got is 23 degrees we're gonna go up to 45 before the day is over and done with all right bob a couple of quick presidential trivia questions these are the you know the th these will be not difficult i got a couple of difficult ones for you coming up but these are the ones you, sh you should be able to knock off quickly I i'm almost embarrassed to ask this question Lady Bird was the nickname of the wife of which president? Jumbo and uh, Lyndon Johnson, yes. <laughs> you have to know the story to know what Jumbo is, and we shall tell you the story here. What kind of crop did Jimmy Carter and his family farm in Georgia? Peanuts. There you go. And what president's administration was known as Camelot? Well, that would be your JFK. Those are the easy yeah, ones. Yeah, that was easy. Those are the easy ones. I got a couple more, a couple more harder ones that you might have to... You might have the answer, but they're a little more difficult. That'll be coming up in a bit. Right now, let's get to Slider on Sports. Yesterday afternoon in Pittsburgh, the Penguins played the Los Angeles Kings, but that wasn't the big story. The big story was the Penguins retired Yarmer Yager's number 68 jersey and lifted it to the Raptors of PPG Arena and to join the retired hockey jerseys of Michelle Briere's number 21 and Mary Lemieux's 66. Did you watch the ceremony? I did. I did. And I'm not the biggest Yager guy out there. I mean, I appreciate what he did. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not like uh, some of these folks that just want to compare him 
to Crosby. N no way. Uh, Yager gave a 10-minute uh, speech where he thanked family, former teammates. Many were there, Howard, and they wore jerseys with Yager's number on it. And right before the game, the players, led by Captain Sidney Crosby, all wore number 68 jerseys in warm-ups, and some wore wigs to honor Yager's long, flowing hair just the way he wore it when he was young and played in Pittsburgh. Yarmer Yager said during the thank you speech, you ask anybody in the world, Czech, Europe, and you say Yarmer Yager, they are going to say Pittsburgh Penguins. Yep. He continued, the 11 years I was here were amazing, probably the best years of my life. So thank you. Thank you for that. The sellout crowd didn't celebrate all evening. After leading one to nothing for most of the game, the Pens give up two late third period goals and lose to the Kings. Two to one, Sidney Crosby scored the lone Penguin goal, his 31st of the season. If you were planning on watching the Daytona 500, were you planning on watching the Day Daytona 500 the yesterday, Daytona Howard? The Daytona 500, the day, uh, no. No, nah, he wasn't. Well, if you were yesterday, uh, the 76th edition of NASCAR's biggest event, well, it was postponed due to bad weather, and the race will be held today and will begin at 4 o'clock. After firing their head men's basketball coach on Wednesday, the Ohio State Buckeyes upset the number two ranked Purdue Boilermakers 73 to 69 yesterday. The disappointing Buckeyes had lost nine out of their last 11 games. For more sports talk this afternoon, check out the Seth Stasky Show from 12 to 1 right here on the Watchdog Radio Network. We're earlier this morning, Howard, Slatter on Sports Time, 7.54. Well, let me give you a couple more trivia questions then. Presidential trivia. Now, uh, let me kind of ease you into i got a couple of these that might be a little difficult. I'm not sure. Uh, I think this one's fairly easy. Known as one of the most scandalous events in American politics, the Teapot Dome. Involved bribery in which presidential administration? That would be your Warren G. Harding. You would be absolutely correct. I did not know this one. Which president officially gave the White House its name? Named it the White House. I don't. I did not know this. James I, Madison. I only know what I've got right here. No, Teddy Roosevelt. Really? They yeah. went all those years? What the hell did they, they call it? Big building on Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue. I don't know. It's, uh, wow. I, I only know what I've got here in my 50 presidential trivia questions. Uh, let's see. Uh, this references back to something we talked about only a few minutes ago. Uh, oh, I lost it. Oh, yeah. With a difference of only 113,000 votes between which two candidates is the closest presidential election in history? I always thought it was Bush and Gore, but I don't think that's right. I would have said that, but according to my little list here, it's the Nixon-Kennedy race. Well. 113,000 votes difference. Thank good old West Virginia for that, then. There you go. So that's it. Now, this is a little history question. This is something I think you probably will be able to get. I don't know. You're pretty good on this kind of stuff. Other than Abraham Lincoln and John Kennedy, which sitting presidents died while in office? Okay, it started with uh, William Harrison, I believe. He gave that long uh, inaugural speech and then died just a few then, days later. Right afterwards, yep. Uh, we know FDR died in office. Uh, More of these than you would think, at least than I would. I think thought. there was a Tyler or Taylor, one of those guys checked Zachary, out. Up. Zachary Taylor. Okay. Zachary Taylor, yes, sir. Oh, we know Garfield was killed. We know Garfield. McKinley was killed. McKinley. Uh, 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 one more. Kind of stumped here, Howard. Warren G. Harding. Oh, yeah, we just talked about the Warren team. G. Yeah, Harding. that's right. He had a, died of a heart attack or some thought his wife killed him. So. You, uh, you, were, you were pretty good about that. Yeah, I, I wanted to clean this, you know, yeah, run the board I, out. Look, I, most of us, including me, I couldn't have gone past, you know, FDR, Kennedy, and and, uh, and and Lincoln. So there you go. And I, for those who are listening, and those people weren't killed. These were not, assassina not, not assassinations. Yeah, they dropped dead. That's all. These were people who just died in office. And, yeah, Harrison was the one who wasn't it – isn't he the one who went out without a coat on or like something? It was like bad weather, and he just stood there rambling on. Just and he, rambling and he, on. he didn't have his coat on, and it was cold weather, and then got pneumonia, and off he went. Let me see if I have time for one more quick one. That's easy. Um, oh, Okay. Who is the only single U.S. president to ever get married while in the White House? Ooh, I think that was uh, that was Taft, right? It was not. 
city named after him, not really. Cleveland. <laughs> Grover Cleveland. <laughs> and go. I think the only bachelor president that never got married was uh, Buchanan, right? James there you Buchanan. Go. There you go. And this is, a, this is a classic story. I love this story. It's, you hear it all the time. Which two former presidents died hours apart on July 4th, 1826? Yeah, it's an, you know that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be uh, uh, Jefferson and uh, Adams. Adams. Jefferson and Adams, who had a longstanding feud over the years, but reconciled in the end. And don't they play it up where Adams said something like, I survived, <laughs> Jefferson survives me, and then yeah, they yeah, said, right. well, he died like... <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Jeff, yeah. Jefferson survives. You're right, exactly right. <laughs> a little president. Might have a few more of these coming up a bit later on. Uh, your text or calls, if you'd like to, in the next hour, uh, next half hour at least, on um, who's your favorite president? Who do you think was the best president? 304-214-1600 or 304-232-8255. Stephen Adams will join us. I know who will not go on the list of presidents, successful or otherwise, Joe Manchin, because he said Friday ain't running after all. We'll talk to Stephen about that, and we're going to get, or we'll find out who the next president will be. Maybe, I don't know. Dr. Linda Salvin is a psychic. Do, 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 do. And we'll see what the future holds from Dr. Salmon. It's all coming up here on the Monday edition of the Watchdog Morning Show. It's a cold morning. Scrape your windows. You haven't done so in your car. 23 at the airport, 20 at the Highlands, 16 in Elm Grove, 21 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Going to be partly cloudy skies today, a high of 45. Tomorrow up to around 50 and into the 50s for the midweek. AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. The mother of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny denied access to her son's body. She is at the penal colony where prison officials reported he had died last week. ABC Chief Global Affairs correspondent Martha Raditz has European reaction to Navalny's death. Putin, Putin, People taking to the streets across Europe, from Germany to France. A sign at a memorial in London reading killed but not forgotten. President Biden has said Russian President Vladimir Putin is responsible for Navalny's death. Former President Donald Trump hadn't commented until this morning. The former president has said nothing about the death of the prominent Russian opposition.